three, two, one, let's jam. <laughs> every time, Alex. Every time. It's what I it's our thing. It's it's what gets us into the mood. It's our thing. We're gonna you get do it twice in a row, and it's our thing now. <laughs> We're gonna get sued. Right into That's the ground. Fun. That's fine. We didn't even do it twice in a row. We did it last episode. No, we didn't do it last week. Mm-hmm. I did a fun different one last week. You didn't. And, and then we wouldn't uh, tank from Cowboy Bebop yeah. immediately afterwards. Because he said, uh, three, two, one, let's jam. And I immediately dipped into the song. Did I say that? Do you not masturbatorily listen <laughs> to our, your own podcast that you're in? No. I got so much out of that segment because we went on for... Day. Oh God! <laughs> I, I've learned that I have to listen to my old sessions, otherwise I have absolutely no idea what's going on. I've heard I'm my voice before, so and so I've made the executive decision to never listen to anything that I've ever been a part of. Yeah, it's really hard to listen to our podcast just because of my own voice. <laughs> How do y'all think it feels for me? I gotta listen to my own voice for much longer than you are. But the problem is, is that it sounds like my sister's voice almost exactly. So it's like weird because there's moments when I zone out and I'm like, what the fuck is my sister saying right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware of how stupid my voice sounds to apparently everyone else, and I've just gotten over it. Yeah, I think I'm immune to my own voice now. I'm here. I have no idea anymore. Yeah, I barely right, well, listen to this one because, because oftentimes the mics sound hella hot, and it tilts me. And then every time I have tried to offer Gary like any assistance to people that I know that do editing, he just shoots me down. I forgot so I've that given up. message will. <laughs> oh, I don't give a fuck. It's just going to sound like shit, and you don't want to make it better. So it's all good. Yeah. Leave that in, please. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. Welcome to Crits and Grits, everybody. A Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition real play podcast set in the accursed realm of Georgia. You'd think I know I would know that by heart by now, but I sometimes don't. So I'm gonna work on that. Don't worry, gang. Uh, well, today's adventure is another episode of uh, the Long Winter. This is the first official episode, and we're gonna get into the nitty and the gritty. And uh, we're gonna build some worlds and stuff. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Someone might pee themselves from being so scared. It's gonna be me I'm telling you right now. I feel like if we're getting into the nitty and the gritty, then like somebody's gonna get hit in the face with a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. All right. Well, uh, before Boy. we get into everything, <laughs> before we get into anything here, once again, my name is Alex. I am your dungeon master and your host. And with me, of course, as always, are my fantastic players. Um, whoever wants to go first, I'm not going to make you do it. Just do it. <laughs> and not everyone all at once. Uh, <laughs> Let's just yeah. edit in some, some B-roll yeah. of us introducing ourselves. <laughs> uh, I am. I am Andrew. I am still here somehow, even though like they're letting me play with Deeps. I'm so happy about it. And I will be I playing the Tabaxi Rogue, Kayan Bota, at your All service. Right. I will follow Andrew, and I am Drew. Just Drew, not Andrew. Andrew, Andrew. 
and I am playing n- totally normal human, Boss Tolstom. I don't know if I can convey how much you upset me by just saying Andrew, it, Andrew, Andrew. <laughs> I was like, did he just say that for real? <laughs> Truly perturbed. Uh, however, uh, I am <laughs> Jeff. sounded fine to the Drews in the room. <laughs> we know our target audience. It's it's no one. Oh. <laughs> no real people, only Drews. <laughs> Anyways, uh I am Jeff. I am playing the uh Kinku Druid Tomias. Uh fun fact about uh Kinkus, I'm stealing this from another podcast. Uh they can't fly. Yeah. That's that sucks. Yeah, that's sad. What's the point of playing a bird character if you can't fly? It That's like the whole point of playing a kinku to try to you get fly. all the other fun bird characteristics. Weak bones, super loud, eat worms. Eat worms. That's a good one. Uh mating great. Only operating just above the level of a lizard, you know, it's all there. The cloaco kiss. Oh. He God. likes being called a bird brain. <laughs> Everybody want to make out? I officially tender my resignation from this podcast. Like the cloacal kiss. Did I make it weird? I'm sorry. Please edit that. Please. It's really hard for me to remember. Few listeners we have, including me, I will stop listening to this podcast. Abby, please introduce yourself. I am Abby. I play the half orc Kirsch. I'm a cleric, and my bestestest buddy in the whole entire world, according to Kirsch, probably not according to Neil, is Neil. And I'm Gary. I'll be playing Neil, just your average bartender that knows martial arts. Do we establish what he is? Oh, yeah, he's an elf. Okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I don't listen to our podcast. I probably should, so I have notes. Oh, well... That's where I get my notes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hop into this magical realm of fantasy and wonder and horror. Here we go. The date is December 26th, 2011. Father Woods has just given a rundown of how the order works to a group of new recruits. He's given them a packet of documents detailing parking, mission details, pay, insurance, benefits, and more. That will be his easiest meeting today. Roki, the Warforce Quartermaster, has a few new items he's ready to show off for the upcoming mission to Helen, but he'll have to wait for a bit. In the meantime, Woods prepares himself for this upcoming mission. The agents he's called in, each trained in various skills that he believes will best, uh, best help them for such a mission, will be arriving shortly. This adventure to Helen will be brutal, sending agents to a remote village where the very air around them can freeze even the toughest of warriors, featuring, featuring horrors the likes of which could make even the steeliest nerve warlocks and barbarians give pause, and where the wiliest of magicians may not be fully equipped to dispel the darkest of magics. Woods is confident in his agents, however, and in his quartermaster's skills in artificing. Outside on the cold streets of Atlanta, it is a blustery early winter. Snow flurries flit between buildings, a biting wind that sharply nips at the city's denizens. This world enjoys both the modernity of 21st century life with a Renaissance fair flair of whimsy, 
as the streets are lined with magically powered vehicles that would fit in both in the mundane world or something more steampunk. The city of Atlanta is filled to the brim with peoples of all races, with the notable exception of the Gith, who primarily stick to their own plane. In the two years since the shift, some parts of the world began to reflect more fantasy fare than mundane, from cozy hillside homes for Havelins and towering obelisks of ivory and opal that were customary to high elves, to deep underdarks for dwarves and drow. The most popular of these, Underdark Atlanta, is a multi-purpose dining, entertainment, and housing community not but a stone's throw away from the Order of the Corvids headquarters. Despite its reputation of being home primarily for the drow, it houses multitudes of peoples and is the home of a, bur- of a burgeoning Underdark-themed eatery, Droughtback. The Order of Corvids building is nested between the world of Coca-Cola and the Georgia Aquarium. The building was a multi-million dollar project, erected by a combined effort of mundane construction and magic to become a highly secure structure that serves as a museum for the shifted world, a recruitment center, and home central office to the southeastern division of the Order of the Eagle. Its bottom three floors and basement serve as a museum with rotating exhibits. The signs for this month's feature uh, focused on Santa Claus, myth, legend, or the world's friendliest high elf. You decide. But really, it's that last one. We have his address. He's just real, you know, he's real secretive. The next four uh, floors are the recruitment and training centers for the new recruits, as well as temporary housing, long rest brand nap pods, and the quartermaster store. The top three floors of the home central are the home central office for the order leadership and feature uh, amenities ranging from marketing and accounting to global outreach and mission control to the executive suites and the company's infinity pool that magically can stretch onto infinity and into other planes if one isn't careful. There are three sub-basements that are off-limits to the general public and have increasing security for the, uh, for the further down you go. The structure looms majestically over the surrounding buildings, covered in gleaming opaque glass, and features a, majest- a massive raven of obsidian backed by a pale yellow starburst made of golden barrel on the front. Murals of birds in Georgia iconography are graffitied across the sides, and massive stone steps flanked with uh, blackened copper crows and ravens leads up to the entrance. Sadly, there are no grackles in sight. This is where you, the players, come in. A familiar voice has called you all over the order lapels, to Father Wood's office on the ninth floor. Would agents Bota, Kirsch, Tomias, Sagan, and Tolston please ready themselves for a mission briefing? Be advised, the nature of this mission could be graphic, and is to discuss a serious matter. Be advised, all mission details, rewards, accessories, and tools will be discussed at this meeting. Be advised, All holiday leave for these agents has been suspended, but the agents will be handsomely compensated with overtime pay and hazard pay. Be advised, the details of this mission are top secret and highly classified. You could just hear Neil screaming in the background of the facility. (laughs) (laughs) Holiday time being taken away because this is the busiest season for his bar. You see Kirsch staring at his, I guess, phone? 
whatever their sending stone type phones are trying to figure out how to tell his wife that uh he's not going to be home for Christmas and the kids. Boss will pull the stone out and listen to the first couple words of the message and then fling it at the nearest wall and go back to what he's working on. Hey, I guess I can't complain. This is better than spending La Navidad in a cell. So are we all in like the same room? Have we done like the introductions or? Uh, No, you are not in the same room. Uh, You are all uh, coming into the building. Uh, You see the hustle and bustle of uh, the various people that get to work through uh, this, uh, get to work for the order, whether they be uh, bureaucrats or their new hires uh, such as a team of 20-somethings that you see excitedly talking about uh, taking down mirror versions of themselves uh, that have just exited the building. Um, you don't know them, of course. They're no one really important unless you've listened to the first few episodes of Grits and Grits. Um, Man, fuck them kids. <laughs> um, but you're approaching the elevator, uh, or you should be approaching the elevator about now, the various means to the ninth floor where uh, where Father Woods' office is. So now are we all like in the same spot? Yeah. yeah I, that's, are I'd we taking separate elevators? Uh, it's up to you. It's up, yeah, it's up to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, elevators typically go in the middle of a building, so we'd probably be all together. Okay. At least mostly. What I'm going to say is uh, the moment that Kirsch sees Cayenne, uh, he almost drops his phone and he just stares at him just like almost awestruck and he just puts a big meaty hand on Neil's shoulder and just starts shaking him. Neil, 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 Neil. Is that... Kirsch, are are you supposed to be working from home? Neil... Neil, is that Puss in Boots? No, uh, Kirsch, Kirsch, you you can't just say that to. Yeah. Uh, now, are there are there any like uh like lobby clerks down there that would be female? Uh, <laughs> we're flirting early. Uh, yeah, there there's a uh, one. Uh, she is ooh. What should she be? Uh, I've already said it's not going to be a gif. Do you so have it's a not going to be a gif. <laughs> I do have a... Uh, she is a... Uh, she's a half-elf. Uh, she has her hair up in a very sharp bun. Um, and she's, you know, she's punching in numbers into a machine. Uh, she's writing things down, going, yes, yes, this is too... The third floor, yes, is to the fourth floor. Yes, we'll get this up there. No problem. Oh, well, let's see. Is there any packages today? In that case, Kyan is not going to notice Kirsch and Neil at all. Completely be missing all of that, going up to the clerk and, and go, Hi, third floor, fourth floor, and please, pray tell in which floor it contains the room of Jewel, you beautiful princess. Oh, how how kind for you. Uh, I just, there's no inter-office personal relationships, just so you know. Uh, I take it you're an agent, yes? 
I, I can be whatever you want to be, and this does not have to be in the office. I'd love to make this over dinner, perhaps a drink. Yes, that I'm sure that would be love. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I've heard of you. Orange tabaxi. She looks over the desk. Killer footwear? You're kind boat, aren't you? I've heard. Oh, I've heard of you. Uh, and it seems that my reputation has preceded me yet again. So, how about that drink? Oh, I would, uh, I would love that. Um, again, there is that unfortunate policy of no inter-office, personal relationships. And, you know, we did have that HR meeting a few months ago about that and about workplace harassment. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting anything. All I'm else. asking for is for the drink. And if it goes past that, I I won't tell if you won't. Oh, I'll, I'll, you know what? I have the Rolodex here. I'll find your number for you. I'll find your number. I'll send you something. We'll set something up. How yeah. does the uh, the 30 second sound? Mm, 30 second. Okay, um, this is a player question. Um, because I, I feel like, because I, I'm not, I don't want to give too much of my sheet away, but uh, Kyan is an idiot. So can I roll a check to see if he even picks up on the 30 second joke? Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, roll straight up. You know what? No, history. That would, I, I would think that would be history. All right, history. Excellent. This this works into the character. <laughs> All right. First roll. Wee. Okay, so with my modifier, that's a two. All right, so <laughs> the 32nd. So what is that, like tomorrow? In about a, in about a week. In about a week, thirty second. Yes. Thirty second, perfect. I I write it down too, Mwah. and then I'll start heading off to the elevator. You see, uh, standing in front of the elevator, Kirsch looks like he he's just like, <gasps> it's Puss in Boots, and he is just like staring right at Cayenne, just like excitedly, both clutching his phone, wanting to take a picture, and also just shaking the shit out of poor Neil. <laughs> Uh, you see a trio of uh, school-age children, uh, one who's a half-orc, just like um, just like Kirsch, uh, and a tabaxi who is wearing a nice pair of boots, just like Cayenne and a human. Um, they're all excitedly seeing, uh, they see Cayenne as well, and they're in that same like fervor of like, yes, 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 it's Puss in Boots, it's Puss in Boots! At this point, Neil has started walking to the elevator. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kyan, Kyan is going to be fumbling with his phone while waiting on the elevator and poorly t- trying to type on it that he has a date on the 32nd in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsch looks at Neil and then at Kyan and then back and forth like one more time and then just like runs over to Kyan and just like an excited little schoolgirl. He's kind of like, Ugh! just like taps him on the shoulder. <laughs> Neil is repeatedly pressing the elevator button. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so with the 
with being tapped on the shoulder, uh, like Kyron will break away from his phone, kind of look at Kirsch for a second. Um, uh, Abby, does Kirsch have a wedding ring? Because I know you said that that like you're married with kids. Yes, he does. Okay, you are wearing a wedding ring. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna look down at the ring real quick, and then it'll be. I, please tell me we do not know each other. Um, no, but um, my kids are. Uh, the biggest fans ever of Puss in Boots, and I was hoping I could get a picture. Hi, or three, hi. or four, if that's okay. okay. You don't have to say anything. Can I even like a selfie would would make them really happy? Okay, uh, Kyan is going to start sweating. I and you even have kids. You sure we never seen each other? <laughs> um, I mean, you you look like Puss in Boots from like the movies and stuff that my kids like. The that's that's. I don't think I've seen you before now, because I, w- I would remember, because my kids really love Puss in Boots. Uh, the three school-age children are also just eagerly with big grins on their faces, like, Yeah, yeah, that's Puss, that's Puss. Oh my goodness, that's Puss. Wait, hold on, are you Shrek? Oh, it's Shrek, guys. <laughs> um, you see wow. your realization just now click in Kirsch's head like oh, we could be and then he's gonna pull out his phone and just start snapping selfies and not even like caring what uh, Kyan is doing <laughs> alright uh, can Kyan see the kids freaking out too uh, yes, they are right there with him. Uh, they okay. were they were a little bit further, but once they saw Kirsch running, their attention immediately snapped over to, uh, and they came running as well. Okay, so uh, with the selfies just starting to rain in and noticing the kids, uh, Kyan will give a flourish of his cape, and he's actually going to dr- like put his hand down on his rapier and then go, <gasps> He's going to do it! He's going to do it! Yeah, Kirsch is, like, moving away and switching to, like, video mode to, like, film this for his kids. And he's like... (gasps) At this point, Neil has gone from frantically pressing the button to just punching the elevator button. (laughs) The elevator is still moving very slowly, just going down. It's on, like, the, the fifth floor, and it takes far longer than it should to get down to the fourth floor and the third floor, it's a little quicker than it should be. And then the second floor. But we're continuing this scene because it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Jess, I am, I am the, 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 the what, what'd you call me? Oh, uh, Puss in Boots. You're Puss in Boots. You look yes, just I, like him. I am the Puss in Boots. And this is my friendly companion, the, it would, Trek? Yeah, Jess, Trek, Jess, please um, take your well, pictures and no one be mad at me. <laughs> now Kyan is just happy that this isn't an angry ex-husband. So. <laughs> now I get what you were saying. I totally didn't get it until just now. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's good. That's especially in character. It's so very in character. Um. Kirsch is just so excited, like he's taking selfies and stuff, and I'm not sure how long Alex as the DM wants to let this go on. Oh no, it's still good because um, the elevator 
the elevator dings open, uh, and Neil, I'm imagining you're getting in first. Um, uh, Neil inside, sliding the doors open as quickly as he can. Inside the elevator, uh, both Tomias and uh, Bass are already... Is, is it Bass or Bass? Is it Drop boss. Bass? Bass, the third option. Boss. Oh, sorry, Bass. Hashtag drop the bass. Boss. Drop, drop the bass. Drop the bass. Uh, boss and uh, and Tomias are already in the elevator, uh, waiting to go back up. Uh, I imagine the two of them are a little a little bit uh, upset that the elevator went down first and now is going back up. I'm just gonna take that wild guess there. Yes, yes. Boss will uh, tell them to hurry, hurry the hell up. We have places to be. Neil uh, pops a couple of tums into his hand and eats them and then offers Boss and uh, Tamias uh, a couple of tums. Boss will take one. Tamias okay. does not take one from your hand. He he just like, in one quick motion, just pecks it right out of your hand. Okay. And Boss will take one and uh, set it into a, a, a very small pouch within a, a case on his uh, on his hip. Guyan uh, will get onto the elevator, and he's just going to like kind of be get back his phone to try uh, once again to find the thirty second on his calendar, and he's just very excited <laughs> again that he's that he, he he's got a date, and he didn't just run into an ex. Like he's he's just ex- he's just happy to not be in a fight right now. So is he moving in the same direction towards the elevator too, though? Yes. Okay. Um, I do, I do give a flourish of the of the cape though for the kids. Just one last flourish. Uh, Kirsch is probably just as excited as they are. Uh, you see the uh, the three kids that were just so very excited that they got to get pictures. Uh, uh, one of them, the uh, the Tabaxi, uh, very excitedly says, "Oh, I can't wait to sh- to show mom these pictures." She always talked about there's this there's this one orange tabaxi that she knew way back in the day. Uh, oh, there's mom now, mom, 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 mom. Uh, and um, <laughs> go, Kyan, if you can roll a perception check for me. Oh, oh God! <laughs> they recognize each other right as the doors close. <laughs> the higher, the better. This is this is not the kind of way I thought this game was going to start. All right. Um, that's a 15. A 15. With that 15, um, Kaya, you notice something. Um, your signature eye color, uh, this tabaxi kid shares. You also notice that the, uh, the human and the half-orc also share that same eye color. The uh, tabaxi mother of the kid start coming forward, and you definitely recognize her. Okay, um, this is a question for Gary. Uh, Gary, is Neil still trying to like get the door closed? Neil is already hitting that door close button. Okay, because uh, like Kai and uh, upon saying that is also gonna like he's he's trying to like play it off cool and still have a smile, but he's also like trying to get in there and slam the closed door button. Oh, I was going to say, Kirsch is going in and he just looks so excited. We're going to the same place, aren't we? I, 
Jordan, anywhere but here. <laughs> As the elevator closes, uh, the little tabaxi kid uh, brings his mother down to uh, his level and says, Mom, 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 I just saw the coolest coolest guy he he was orange and he he looked like me but he he had these really cool boots cooler than my boots and the mother kind of looks toward the elevator and gets the slightest glimpse of you before screaming bloody murder as the elevator goes ding and starts making its way up the old just kind of turns around and stares at kyan <laughs> And boss is boss is gonna look up and uh, be like, I didn't think felines routinely shat uh, where they ate. Am I wrong? Oh, you used a bad word. Um, well, I guess we don't have the swear jar here, but I guess there's no kids around here anyway. So never mind. Sorry. Uh, Tomias is currently trying to crack that antacid with his beak. He's doing that thing that like uh like parrots do. He's like just tossing it back, like trying to catch it so he can snap it like a like a seed pod. And then Neil pulls out a <laughs> bottle of aspirin and takes a couple, and the only person he offers aspirin to is Boss. Boss will take several of the aspirin and stick it into the same case. Oh man. <laughs> the moment that you pulled that out and it was like shika, Tomias just like his beak froze and he just locked eyes on you. <laughs> Neil slowly places it back in his pocket. By the way, Neil is currently dressed in dress slacks, a vest, a dress shirt, and a bow tie because he just left the uh, bar's week long holiday party that's going on. Yeah, what time of day is it? And were we told to come like combat ready or are we just in casual clothes? Uh, it is midday, and you were not told to come in uh, in combat ready equipment. All of the equipment uh, is stored at the order, because you're not gonna you're not gonna go like adventure on your time off or anything. On your time off, you go fishing, you go spend it with your kids, uh, you go to the museums and stuff. You don't just you you don't just go monster slaying on your time off, right? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. With uh, I know. Yeah. Now I will say that I will say that like Kyan will have like like it's nothing like crazy looking, but it's all like jet black leather. Like it would almost look like like a biker, but in his mind, like it is pretty much what you would imagine like a more realistic Zoro getup. But that's because he's full of himself. Oh, Neil notices the leather get up and says, "Oh, you bike too, cool." Then, uh, the bike. No, no, I, I only interested in female. I know bike. <laughs> I just choked so hard. <laughs> oh, <my> oh, <laughs> weird disasters! Oh, this is the longest elevator ride in Neil's life. Uh, the elevator is almost to its destination before popping onto the uh, the sixth floor, in which uh, a the door opens and in rolls in with a cart. Uh, Roki, the um, the Warforged quartermaster. Hello. Where are we headed? To the ninth floor, yes. 
Um, Neil, what floor are we going to? We're going to some sort of meeting or something. Yes, it's the ninth floor. Come on. Come along. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Ninth floor. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, in you the are... same voice as in the same voice as the announcer, uh, Tomias says classified. Ah, uh, yes. You are Woods's twelve o'clock. Oh my god, or all of us at hearing the time. Ah all of us. Oh, what they what they lock Jew boys up for? Oh no, it is not for being locked up. It is a very special mission. Curse, you're supposed to be working from home. Do not worry, I have brought things to help you. Tools, equipment. But we will get to that at the la- later part of the meeting. Wait. So. It, am I the only one here that was locked up? Hey, hey, Roki, can you walk to the elevator, make it go faster? That is a bit r- robophobic. What the hell, bro? Yes, of course I can. And he just clicks a switch, flips a dial, and says, Don't tell anyone I did this. And the elevator goes just a little bit faster. Secret safe with me. Uh, Hirsch is going to lean over to Neil and just say real quiet, Neil, Neil, I think I think Mr. Boots is on the same mission as we are. Uh, Kirsch, his, his name is Kyan. What did I say? Boots. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to not do that. Yeah, Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. And he straightens up and kind of like adjusts his shirt. Like, yeah, yeah. Kirsch, We're cool. We're cool. Kirsch, I'm all cool. Kirsch, please remind me why you're not working from home right now. Um, I don't know. I kind of got distracted with the whole, um, and he like motions at Cayenne and I don't remember. All right, while they while they are whispering to each other, I'm gonna go over like who is closer to me. Is it going to be, is it gonna be Boss or is it going to be Tamias? Uh, Boss is a stand right in front of the the buttons kind of guy because <laughs> he wants buttons. Okay, so it so it's safe to uh, assume Boss would be closest then. I was going to say, Tomais is probably, like, in the middle of the car. Cause <laughs> awkwardly in like, the middle. That, well, because, like, he uh, likes to be in the middle of things. And there's, like, there's clearly, like, this guy's fixating on this thing. There's these people over here doing this stuff. And with not wanting to miss anything, he's just like, I'm in the middle, back and forth. Also, where's that shaky fucking thing that he had? I want it. <laughs> Okay, so in that case, uh, Kyan's yeah. going to go up to Tamias then, and it'll be, hey, hey, amigo, I, I, I'm, no one answer my question. Were you in prison not too long ago? Uh, he turns to you, and in like a, a deeper uh, voice, he just says, no. Okay, and I get the vibe that Maybe I was the only one. 
Okay, so why why are you here? Like, how would you sign up? Uh, he he like Tomas like changes his posture, uh, kind of like leaning back a little bit, like raises one hand up in in kind of like a I'm doing this like slacker hand motion thing where I'm just kind of like waving my arms around right now, and I'm trying to portray that in like an audible fashion. Uh, but he like he kind of like leans back. Uh, and he goes, hey, uh, you know, they just, uh, they, they asked me and I said, yeah, I didn't, uh, did you get in trouble? Hi. I wouldn't necessarily say it's like trouble, not like the kind of trouble that you may first think of. It's, it's more of a, um, a misunderstanding, but, uh. These people helped me get out of the misunderstanding. Uh, and I just thought that maybe we were all in the same boat, but I guess we're not. Yes. Brother Fields has told me plenty of your first encounter. He said you were hung. Um, I quit. He says, what, is, what does that mean? Neil leans over to Roki and says, hey, Roki, are there like any stairs I can take? Oh, of course. But I don't Neil know why that immediately would be open. For we are <laughs> here. And it's clearly like you're halfway between floor 8 and floor 9 and ding! Ah, told you, you are here. Neil is the first out of the elevator. Did I make that awkward? I apologize. Uh, Boss takes the pill out of his mouth and uh, puts it back into his case. He's like, not today. Uh, not today. It's okay. It's, this isn't the first time it happened to me, but like I tell the... The nice, uh, the nice man that just left the elevator first. I could tell him, I know bike. And then Kyan will follow the group. Neil, Neil shouts from down the hallway, which, which room is it? Room 930. Neil immediately runs room 930 and just kicks the door open. Kirsch is like, <laughs> he's like <laughs> jogging to catch up. Oh, wait up, buddy. You're, you're kind of walking a little fast there. His father wants here. Um, with the with the door getting kicked in, like, are we all just kind of like sprinting in behind him? I was, so Tomias was going to be like behind Neil, just following him. Okay, so as far as like with the door getting kicked in, Kyan is going to like do a front flip after entering the door and act like he is in a fighting position just off of reflex. Kirsch applauds. So it will be front flipping. <laughs> Sounds very Power Rangers, but I like it. <laughs> uh, speaking of hey. liking it, though. Oh, no, no. Please continue. Please, please. No, I was going to say, and, and Boss will bring up, bring up the back, carefully closing the door uh, once once he's in. Uh, upon upon walking into the room, uh, Tomias will, uh, in the voice of uh, that robo boy in the elevator, uh, says, "Room nine 
three, zero. Just like announcing his presence. And Neil is just angrily storming through the room. Uh, you hear a knock at the door. Boss will turn back around and reopen the door that he just shut. Uh, Kyan will turn back towards the door in combat ready. You see Still a, amped up. a uh, very bearded human in a business suit and druid robes at the, uh, at the doorway. You recognize him partly due to the starry field uh, in his beard, but also from the tree on his lapel, that this is Father Woods. Hey, Father Woods, we got a big fucking problem right now. Mr. Kirsch, you still uh, use your swear jar, correct? Uh, yes, sir. Probably going to be filling that a lot today. <sighs> oh. Is it, that, is it that kind of day? I'm sorry. It's, it's alright. It'll be okay. Um, Mr. Neal, I... Father Woods, do you know what week this is? Oh, I know. I know. And that is... If it weren't the of the utmost importance, I wouldn't have called you all. This is... This is a lot. And I, I know I'm asking a lot of you. First and foremost, let me thank you all for coming in on such short notice. As you're no doubt aware, the mission that you are about to become privy to is of the utmost importance to our agency, as well as the safety of the peoples of the world. No fewer than 25 doomsday prophecies around the globe have come to the order's attention, but this is the closest to home. We'll be sending you to a mountainous region in Helen, home to quirky shops and delicious sausages, so, you know, that's not bad, that's a nice thing. Um... And I know that doesn't quite compensate for your loss of business, Mr. Sagan, but I am sure that there's someone there that can Sagan. help you. Yes, no? Sagan. Sagan. I do Sagan. apologize. I do apologize, Mr. Sagan. There, well, there do, should you, be. do you have an intern or something you can send to run my bar? Uh, you see a goblin uh, no, come in. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, come on, what do you got a problem with me? Come on, man. I can run a bar. I, I you just, you know, you you take some shots and, you know, you throw some things around and everything. You can't... Someone less goblin and more responsible. Oh, all right. I got... Uh, Gerald, where you at, buddy? Oh, uh, hey, guys. No, not Gerald. Fuck Come on. It's, is it the mustache? I know it's not normally regulation. No, but you're, you're fighting plate, Lady Rider. No, no. There will be no sexual harassment at my bar. All right, fine. I'm imagining that that voice was exactly the same as Kirsch. It might have accidentally been. I'm sorry. <laughs> For this, like just looking back and forth at like the between Kirsch and these entrants coming in, just like wait, what? The same dude. It's the same guy. How does this work? Oh, come, come on. <laughs> At least give me <laughs> Sister Swamp. Give me Sister Swamp. Sister Swamp and we got a deal. <sighs> All right. But only because the two of you have 
a, a pretty good relationship, I imagine. And uh, you can hear down the hall uh, a very emphatic yes. Hell yes. Uh, you know she's going to go hog wild. Uh, Kyrian's gonna perk up a little bit. Did you say sister? Not really. Well, she's she's not. No. You know, let's let's not worry too much about it. Let's not worry too much about it. Um, so for this mission, you will receive some state of the art equipment to help you battling the elements and uh, with any other problems you might find yourselves uh, meeting. Uh, you will also be handsomely rewarded. I know, Mister Sagan, that is. A uh, big thing for you. Holiday pay. Hol- holiday pay, hazard pay, overtime pay. Fair? Fair. Fair, all right. Oh, wait, wait. Do I get paid too? Of course you get paid. Mr. Bota, of course you get paid. This is, this is, is all coming up for Kai. And, and, you know, this works out perfectly. I have a date on the 32nd. Oh. <laughs> uh, did you catch her name? Name. <laughs> we'll worry about that another time. Don't, don't sweat the small stuff. Is what I always say. That's why I like you. You're probably all wondering what this mission is going to be and why this is important. Yes. The thought had crossed my mind. Since I... you drug me from my laboratory to be here. I imagine this would, especially for you, Mr. Tolston, be be very interesting. I only I didn't even know I was getting paid until today, so I know I'm not very curious. Hey, hey have Kyan. you spoken with Diane? And Neil just puts a finger over his lip. Have you spoken with Deborah in accounting? She she usually handles the paycheck distribution. Is the finger still in front of my lip? Oh, it's in front of Neil's lip. I'm in front of Neil's lip. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna like while staring at Neil. Okay, Debra. I guess maybe sometimes uh, names could be important. I maybe check with her for the thirty third. Might. You know what? Let's focus. Let's focus up here. So, among other things, Helen is a tourist and trade destination. For it to go dark, especially before the new year, it's quite troublesome. And to be frank, we noticed some issues with Helen back around Halloween. Uh, the winter seemed to have started uh, sooner than average. Uh, the cold and the dark that usually would follow the end of daylight savings time was uh, it was quicker and deadlier this year than any before. The temple of the, the four seasonal gods uh, claimed to experience some strange tidings with the powers that be. Uh, the religious symbols, which usually, uh, and he throws up uh, the image of the uh, the temple of the four gods, uh, which is a starburst shape um, with the symbols of the four gods, uh, Pelor, um, Laura, the Raven Queen, and uh, Arl, the Frost Maiden, each evenly spaced. Um, but then that image shifts, and you see that where Pelor, who's at the top, uh, normally has an even length on the uh, on the star cross. His area of the star cross is shorter, 
and the same with um, both Malor and the Raven Queen, who represent spring and uh, and fall, respectively. Their corners are also shortened. As you can see, this is one of the things. Uh, normally, the four seasonal gods that, that reign up there, that have control, they they have even control. This is it's a it's a more agrarian religion. You'll see some Pelor and Raven Queen and Melor worship. Uh, some places, uh, Oriel though she is she is not worshipped in the same. But now, as you can see from from the star cross here, it seems her influence and power is far greater than uh, than what we had than what it should be. Her influence. Soon, all communications there had stopped from from Helen and surrounding areas, going all the way down to the patch and further. This uh, we noticed around two weeks ago. There really, around Thanksgiving was when communications really stopped, but traffic could still flow. It was about those two weeks ago, right before Christmas, that everything just stopped, and it became abundantly clear that this this early winter it's not natural. So we sent a team to investigate. A player question. That was a uh, mm-hmm. po- that was Pelor, Malor, and Raven Queen, and what? Uh, Pelor. Uh, he is a god of the sun. Uh, Malora. She is uh, a goddess of change uh, and usually the seas. Uh, the Raven Queen. She is a uh, goddess of darkness and uh, and dying, not death, but dying. Um, and uh, Oriel. Um, the Frost Maiden, as, as she's more commonly known as, uh, she is a goddess of winter. She's more of a demigoddess than a full goddess, but with these three, she's elevated. Gotcha. Thank you. Uh, as Father Wood says that he sent a team to investigate, you hear a, a chirping sound. A sound that I imagine... Uh, Tamias is very interested in. Neil immediately looks at Tamias, thinking the chirping sound is coming from there. Uh, t- so Tamias was about to say something, uh, and then the chirping started. Uh, and like he's just gonna snap his eyes, like his whole face, like to lock on wherever that's coming from. You see at the other end of the table. Uh, a small orb, roughly the size of a large grapefruit, starts to float up. It is black and silver with a blue light that travels around it. A digital face shows a bright blue eye that flashes symbols from creatures to elements to clocks to emojis and other symbols. This is a crow's eye. It is a recording device made from sorcery and technology. Our own Master Tolstom uh, helped construct it, while Master Bota helped acquire some of the more difficult-to-manufacture pieces. Thank you again, gentlemen. It is a direct link to the Order. It can record and send information quickly, and will be on loan to you, along with other equipment. If you wish, you may name it. It also has... uh, It is also with a heavy heart that I must inform you what was last seen by this particular eye. It traveled with the last team sent to Helen, Team Kestrel. 
Now, before I continue, I have footage to show, and this is important. Neil you... covers Kirsch's eyes and ears before the footage is shown. <laughs> How many hands does Neil have? <laughs> He's using the two regular hands to cover your eyes, and then the two astral arms sprout your shoulders and cover your ears. <laughs> hey, Alex, uh, mm-hmm. did we have like a a like a group name that we were assigned or anything yet? Did I miss that? Team Grackle. We're Team Grackle. Grackles. Fighting Grackles. Fighting Grackles. We are fighting Grackles. Fighting Grackles. No, I haven't said anything about the team names or anything. Uh, he he did mention about the team name, and he was going to say something later. But that's in a bit. We got a story first. Oh, we are, we are, we are, oh, oh. <laughs> Neil is still covering Kirsch's eyes and ears. This footage was brought to us under great duress. If you do not have the stomach full of graphic violence, please avert your eyes, ears, turn away. And I apologize. Oh, what's what's going on, guys? Uh, Kirsch. Don't don't worry about it, Kirsch. Oh wait, oh no, Kirsch can't hear me. Damn. <laughs> don't trust you, buddy. Room darkens as an image plays. At first, there's silence, then light. The image appears to be monochrome until a red tiefling, Captain Raytheon, shows his face on screen. Right, right, Kestrels. We've got a mission. Breach the cloud wall and reestablish arcane antenna connection to the town. Assure that they've food and supplies, and then boogie on back home. Master Glathorn, Master Dorick, Ms. Parathux, any questions? The eye faces toward a tall wood elf, a ruddy cheeked hill dwarf, and a dark green dragonborn. The dragonborn, Parathux, speaks up Sir, no, sir. Breach, connect, supply, boogie, sir. The elf and the dwarf snicker. Oh, don't raise the newbie mice. She's just excited. Hells, I wish I had half the gumption she's got. Maybe you'd have a full gumption. <laughs> no one but the tiefling laughs as he grumbles at them that at least he thought it was funny. The scene cuts out and they're static. Team Kestrels are standing next to a massive fog bank, thicker than even the lowest hanging clouds. The group touches it individually, with no avail. Maybe together, the elf suggests. Before anyone reacts, the clouds become visibly thinner, and the team travels inside. The eye sees the top of the nearest kestrel, Dolrik the dwarf, but can't seem to see anyone else. Stick together, team! We mustn't get lost. Hi, hi, Kevin. A rope extends from a shape just ahead with a pair of curved horns. Round the wrist, not too tightly. Hi, hi, Kevin. Now there's a there's now only crunching and howling, and a playful whistle. That's right, spirits up. Don't suddenly scream. Move, move, move! Go, go, go! The shapes of the elf, dragonborn, and tiefling come into view, 
and they rush past the dwarf. Hold on, I don't move as fast as all you do. Oh, oh, curse these chubby lights. Oh god. Huffing and puffing, the dwarf catches up with the rest of the team, who found a small clearing around a lamppost. Oh, oh good, he has stopped. Oh, thank God. Oh, let me just... Oh! The camera spins around, watching helplessly, as the dwarf is pulled back into the fog, his rope snapping apart as, as if cut by something invisible. Stay together! Stay together! Shadows move in the fog. Moans and howls can be heard before an ear-splitting screech, then another, then another, and then silence. There's static again. The screen turns back. Parathux is holding the bloody stump of an arm. We can't go further. Whatever these creatures are, they attack and you join them. They don't like any, they're not like any undead I've ever seen. Like, they got the elf yesterday. They got, they got the cabin in there. Where'd go? She waves her bloody stump. They nearly got me. They, but I, I, if I hadn't chopped it off, they would have. I get back to base. Tell them there's some kind of, some kind of a wall. But I can't make heads and tails of it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. A screech is heard, followed by six more. Come on, you ugly bright bastards. Come get a taste of this dragon's fire. She rushes forward, screaming into the mists. There's a sound of steel on flesh, of screams, of battle and terror. And then nothing. Quiet. The eye looks around before moving through the mists. A shuffling sound is heard and the eye turns to see it. There are four hooded figures standing around a broken body. Two more are dismembered nearby. A brilliant light emanates from one of the creatures, right over where the face of the dragonborn should be. For a moment, nothing. Then it twitches. It jerks before slowly lifting itself upwards. The five lights em- uh, emitting the five light emitting beings look up to the sky before all shooting the same blinding gaze at the eye. The eye turns, but not before bumping into something massive. Whatever it is, it is all feathers and fur, and roars louder than a jet. The video abruptly cuts off. Uh, When the video stops, uh, Boss is going to walk over and start manipulating the eye uh, to cut back to several uh, points of where it seems to be looking out into the mist and not seeing anything. It's kind of the blank mist. Uh, he's going to pull some goggles down over his eyes and slowly advance the film or the, the advance the, the reel and then uh, turn it off and uh, pull to try to pull father uh, forest over into, into one like side of the room away from everyone else. Neil is still keeping Kirsch's eyes and ears covered. Kirsch is thumb wrestling himself. Uh, Kyan is just kind of staring at what at still at the eye, especially now that boss is rewinding it. And he's just very 
stone faced as stone faced as a character like he can get. Alex, Master Toast. You, yes. Uh, could you tell me tell me again about how big this eye is? Uh, it's about the size of a large grapefruit. Okay. Yeah, Tomias is like slowly edging over there to where the the eye is. And yes. <laughs> Neil temporarily takes one hand off of one of Kirsch's eyes and makes the motion to Cayenne, like eyes watching Tomias. You you got me, Cayenne. Eyes watching. You better percept me, motherfucker. And then goes back to covering Kirsch's eyes and ears. Cayenne is very confused. Mr. Tolstoy. You're sending four of us into this? I'm sending the five of you. Master Tolstom, you... He, uh... Father Woods puts his hand up and says, One, one moment. Master Tolstom, you have memories of this place. You've... You've been there. The patch. I'm. I'm almost certain that I recognize the patch. In in this video. I, I certainly recognize it, and I am questioning the wisdom of sending a team of four into that. I believe that they are exactly what we need. They have the skills. Well, not to pay the bills, but the skills necessary. I would like to roll a perception check to listen in to this conversation. Uh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Can I roll to see if my left or right hand is winning this uh, thumb wrestling? Um, yes. <laughs> That's a 14 plus 6. It's a 20. With a 20, you can you can definitely hear into the conversation. Uh, your, uh, your astrally extra bits um, they help magnify a little bit of the uh, of the surrounding area, um, so that certain things you can hear and see a little. And okay. uh, go ahead and roll your thumbs. <laughs> yeah, odds are left, evens are right. Okay, uh, that is a nine. So my left hand is winning. Your left hand is winning, but it's barely winning. And I just want to state for the record that Neil is making direct eye contact with Boss to let him know. That he hears everything. I'm your cleric. <laughs> he doesn't actually say that. <laughs> he does not say that. <laughs> I know that you have reservations of going up there, but with Mr. Bota, he is uh, he's a master at getting into places he shouldn't be. You have our bartender friend, Mr. Sagan. He has that mystery with him, with his extra astrally bits. Neil just kind of gives a nod, like, what up? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's hearing this all. Tomias has impressive skills. He can commune with a lamb. Not only that, but you've heard him, his mimicry. And your cleric. I'm sure he's a light cleric. In fact, I'm I'm pretty sure when I saw the paperwork filled out, he'd said 
he was a, a cleric. He specialized in light because. Uh, hold on, let me let me see my notes. And he pulls out a piece of paper and says, "Sometimes scared of dark." Neil's giving the most disappointed face from across the room right now. Like he does not want Kirsch on this mission. Uh, Kirsch says, "Um, I mean, hey Neil, it's it's been a while. Um, or is everything okay?" Neil removes a hand from one of Kirsch's ears and says, "Kirsch, it's okay." And then covers Kirsch's ear again. He just sighs, just like, <laughs> okay. And he goes back to thumb wrestling himself. Also kind of look over the the group of them and uh, say, well, well, I made it out once. I don't think that I can get all of them out. It's not about getting them out. You heard the mission. I very much intend to come back from this, regardless of the success of the mission. And Neil's still covering Kirsch's ears, making sure Kirsch doesn't hear a word. Shouts, or like, kind of looks over to Boss and says, If anything, I'm getting Kirsch out. I trust your desire to do that. Um, Mr. Mr. Woods, I I yes, don't pretend to be the I don't pretend to be the smartest in the room, but uh, I do have to ask because if I remember right, I was charged with bringing this cross uh, eye back. Am I to be, am I to believe that? My bail has been covered in bringing that back? Of course. Of course it has. But this... I can't, I can't stress enough the importance of this. You... You all bring something unique to this table. Both literally and figuratively. I... And Neil asked Father Woods, do I have to bring Kirsch? Kirsch. Oh, uh, please re- remove your hands from Kirsch's ears. This might be Neil uh, removes his hands and the astral hands just disappear. Uh, Kirsch blinks and looks around. Oh, oh what did I miss, guys? Uh, you missed a bunch of boring numbers and uh, graphs and stuff. Oh, phew, I thought I missed something important. Uh, Kyan is going to just kind of look at Neil as far as, like, hearing the, the lie. And he is going to start to say, like, oh, I didn't see any numbers. And then uh, catch uh, on. Ka- Ka- no, Kyan, don't. That's because you're an idiot. Oh. Gentlemen, no fighting. Jen. Hey, no, no fighting in here, gentlemen. I, oh. I, Master Kirsch, merely, this is... I was merely stating facts. Oh, oh, yes, yes, we do, we do math. You miss math. Uh, uh, Kyan's gonna like turn away because he can't lie, really, like unless it's like for the sake of getting some poon. So he's he's out of his element. <laughs> we have we have said the word on this channel. All right, my uh, passive investigation is really, really, really low. So uh, Kirsch believes you. Master Kirsch, um, I, 
I know that uh, something's a person to you, but you are, if I'm not mistaken, a light cleric, correct? Yep, that's me. Boss, I know you have your reservations. And Neil, I know that you fear for the safety of your good friend, Kershir. I don't know what you're talking about. Kersh is unfit so, for this mission. He is, he is more than fit. More importantly, we believe that his unique connection, being a, a cleric of, uh, of a god of light, Warmth of heat, uh, possibly Pelor. I'm, I'm not 100% certain. He might have a connection. He might not. But that connection, his, that power, in a place where it is hopeless and dark, some place where the light is gone, bringing in that light, that is exactly what we need curse for. Yup, uh, Church of Lathander, he's, uh, he's my dude. Lathander, perfect. He's like a third cousin of Bello. Very close. He's, uh, he's my whole boy, is, uh, what I've been told is the cool thing to say these days, right? Yes, Bello is my whole boy, yes, yes. (laughs) Neil is looking at a picture on his phone, just mouthing the words to himself. What would you do? You will be Uh, all... Greatly compensated. I, I never um, say... I tried to never say no to pay, but wish you good of pay if... From the sounds of it, we're not going to live to see it. And frankly, I have a lot to live for. Do you know I have a date on the 32nd? Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, Kirsch is looking at him when he says the 32nd, and you can, like, see the gears in his head just, like, churning, and he knows there's something wrong with that, uh, but instead he says, um, well, I mean, the money thing, um, I'm, I'm more in this to, like, help people and stuff, is, is that what we're doing? Yes, this is a, a town that needs this help. These people, the, the poor people of Helen and the surrounding areas, they're without power, they're without light, they're without hope, they're without our connection. We have uh, an agent sounds there. Like... Oh, Neil sorry. raises his hand. Mr. Sagan, yes. Do you mind if I just take a moment? And he starts walking towards the door. Curse uh, yes. raises his hand. Yes, Master. Uh, this, this, this kind of sounds like a job for electricians. Um, I mean, I could do like mechanic stuff, but I don't know too much about electricity. Uh, with that, Boss is going to pull out a couple of different flasks, mix them together, <laughs> and offer offer the result to Kirsch, and say, "Well, if we're going to have a discussion, I'd like for everyone to at least be present." Oh, uh, okay, and he just takes a drink from it and just trusts him. Okay, you now have uh, Fox's Cunning uh, from the Enhanced Ability spell. Uh, advantage Uh-oh. on intelligence checks. Wow. Oh, shit. Okay. Friend along? Hmm? 
For how long? An hour. Hell yeah. Advantage on... you've ever been for an hour. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, and w- over his shoulder, uh, Boss will ask uh, Woods, um, do you believe any of this activity originated in the lab? My lab? It's hard to say. I... The patch... The patch has influence up there. My contact that he he is a part of the church up there, he would regularly send me reports. They were redacted of names, of course, and everything. Uh, but he said something to the effect of a few a few months prior, prior to all of this, the patch had undergone some leadership changes. So I'm not entirely sure. It's it's possible. Not very reassuring. Krish sidles up to uh, Cayenne at this point, and how, how tall is Cayenne? Uh, Cayenne is fairly small in comparison to most people. Like he's about four eight. Okay, so uh, six foot five. Krish leans way <laughs> the fuck over yeah. and, and says, um, "Hey, hey, Cayenne." Um, the thirty second isn't a real day. <laughs> Using that intelligence boost. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. Um all right, because Kyan is convinced that he has a date right now. So in my mind, because I I feel like I need to roll as to whether or not this actually gets through to him or not. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead and roll a history check. Now that uh, Kirsch is helping you out here, you can get advantage on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kirsch is like pulling up a calendar on his phone like, um, there's like 30 or 31 days. And then this this month of uh, February <laughs> has less. Yeah. Okay, so with my modifier, that's going to be a roll of four. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and roll. Go ahead and roll insight because it's too good not to. Okay, insight. Mm-hmm. I think Kyan needed the potion more than Kirsch. Oh, God, <laughs> my insight roll was a nat twenty. Oh, <laughs> with that, oh, with that nat no. twenty, you are you trust uh, you trust Kirsch. You trust what he's telling you is correct, but worse. And more importantly, you now have a very bad feeling about your date with Carol. She didn't tell you her name was Carol, but you could kind of you could kind of work that together. Ah, yeah. Well, it's okay if uh, you know if she if there's not going to be a date on the thirty uh, second. I guess this just means that it'll be easier to schedule one with uh, with. Deborah, and when I go to get my paycheck, yes. I just want all to know that Neil's not present to <laughs> try to stop any of these <laughs> The one time Kirsch says something smart, and Neil doesn't even see it. Uh, I like Kirsch... the idea of surreptitiously passing Kirsch uh, intelligent potion anytime. Uh, Neil leaves. <laughs> yes. 
That's horrible. Uh, Kush looks at uh, Kayan and says, um, I mean, if you needed, like, evening plans or whatever, my wife is really good at cooking, and, um, I'm sure, I mean, the kids would really love to meet you, um, if, if you were just looking for, like, dinner or something. Oh, no, I, no, 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 I, I have no intention of, you know, getting anywhere near a, uh, any kind of marriage or anything like that, you know, it's, it's sanctity. I, oh, yeah, I, I really, uh, no, it's not for me. It's not for me. Don't, don't worry about me. Uh, uh, boss pats him on the back and says, "Chances are we'll all be dead, so probably won't even be an issue." Oh, uh, whoa, whoa. Um. Oh my wait. God, Neil is not here for it. Uh, he raises his hand. Um, I have a question. Uh, what what do you mean by that? Right now, I wouldn't focus too much on that. Again, I have a contact. I have a contact up there, and you will be transported there safely. We are also going to make sure that you have as strong of gear and as as ouching of weaponry as we can legally afford to give you right now. Uh, Master Roki, uh, and you see the Warforged come in. Yes. What? What? Is it time? Yes. Um, go ahead and show them what you've been working on. Of course, of course. So, allow me to present your cold weather gear. And he shows off a uh, few coats and jackets that are mystically protected against the cold um, and the elements up up in the more frozen territories north. This gear we can customize for you to put a team name on the back. Think of it like a, a team varsity jacket. And he turns around and shows his own. As you can see, my team is the Ospreys. Kaka. I don't know what an Osprey sounds like. But I imagine that's it. Nailed it. They mostly just scream, I think. I was in varsity, though. I was real good in uh, in high school. Is there a specific team name you would like on the back of your jackets? Uh, uh, real quick, Tamias is going to open his mouth and just do, like, the cry that an osprey does and then just shut his mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's what they sound like. Just like that. Man, you're really good at those impressions. Add, adding to database. Upon hearing the Osprey sound, Neil like rushes into the room, battle ready. What's going on here? Varsity jackets. That is what is going on. And Neil immediately just slumps down. <laughs> we also offer extra protection in armor, shields, and a little extra, as Father Wood said, ouching power in weaponry. So what can happen with this, if you have uh, any piece of armor or a shield uh, that you wish, uh, you can have it upgraded to a plus one, if you don't have one already. Uh, same thing with any weapon that you uh, currently have. Trust me, you will need these more powerful, more magical weapons. Uh, boss will walk over to uh, Roki 
uh, kind of turn him to the side, hit him with a hit him with the like a the his fist on the uh, right shoulder, and uh, a panel pops open and he starts pulling tubes and wires out of it, and then sits down at the uh, desk and begins upgrading uh, his gun. What what boss? Did did you just? That's that's one of our superior. Oh God! I helped upgrade him. You you hear sparks flying and uh, chirps and dings and whistles. Everywhere, 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 everywhere. Hello, is this a better voice? Uh, I fucking hate it here. <laughs> Hey Neil, um, why didn't you correct Cayenne about the uh the thirty second not being a date thing? Because, I mean, that's I, I feel like he was kind of getting excited about that. It was it was a little rude. Uh, he he deserved the letdown. He was harassing a nice young lady while she was trying to work. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! You say harass? I I know harass anyone. It was. Simply a conversation, but Kai, she was clearly not interested. Ah, this it's Neil, right? Yeah, yes, Neil. That's the thing, everyone is a little bit interested, okay? But I know this, uh, not everyone, especially not me. He's not, and it's though. And it's okay. And it's okay if you're uncomfortable with the fact that you are a little bit interested, especially uh, I would, after I tell I, you that I, I would know, like nothing to do with you. I, yeah, I don't want to be on this mission with half of you right now. And especially after I already tell you that I don't bike. Yes, yeah, uh, bike. Vroom, vroom. That's what I meant. Vroom, vroom. Down the highway. Vroom. Why? Just, why would you not just say card? No, no, not car. It's two wheels. Two wheels. Engine. Broom, oh, broom. oh, Jimmy motorcycle. Not exactly. It's okay. If you're a bike, I'm not here to judge that you bike. I'm just no bike. But it's okay that you're interested in me because I, Kirsch, I know a lot of people are. Kirsch, Kirsch, how do I explain to this band that? My bike um, is not a motorcycle, but it has an engine. <clears throat> well, I think Kayan is confused that with bisexual and uh, your, uh, your. Oh my god! Yeah, and your your mode of transportation. The chemistry really is palpable between you two. <laughs> the chemistry should really try to focus up. Uh, we won't. We won't have time for you to get. A, a emotional you compromise. You just dismantled one of our superior officers there. Oh, I'm not my superior. I don't, I don't know what y'all are thinking that I'm a superior officer. I'm an you rank up our bar. I mean, oh. that may be true, but I am your peer. Yes, I do a review for you. Also, please fix this voice, boss. I don't know if I can take it much longer. Boss, boss, please fix this voice. I like it this way. He I sounds like, like my football coach from uh, high school. Oh, Coach Teeter. Yeah, I know him. 
Oh lord. <laughs> Neil just starts gobbling Tums as quickly as he can. Can I get another couple of Tums? I think someone should probably consider stopping him. That that, that seems a little dangerous. Um, with that in mind, with everything here, I believe everything is in order. Yes. Any uh, any other questions? Uh, uh Myers. No, I've got something to say, Gary. Yeah, you go <laughs> ahead. You go it's ahead. I've been waiting <laughs> like ten minutes. <laughs> uh, um. So during that whole like fiasco that just went down uh um tomias has been like removing uh like his leather armor that like he has to like lace up down the side uh he's been removing that and he's gone up to where the that like disperser is and just holds it up in in a uh like peppy teenage girl's voice says do you have this in my size <laughs> oh hell yeah creepy little bird man I definitely do you're, a, you're about a size extra medium right extra medium and just and just says in in that guy's voice back extra medium <laughs> <laughs> Um, so are there, like, weapons laid out there, like a plus one great axe or anything? Yes, yes. Uh, there are uh, weapons laid out there that are plus one on uh, whatever weapon you might have that you might decide to embrace or take uh, as an extra bonus. Oh, so there's this... a plus one fist there. <laughs> I was about to say. What armor does Will- Neil wear? None. That's why. Oh. That's why I was uh, searching for some like plus one leather armor because <laughs> like uh, I I can literally make claws on my hands as a bonus action. Yeah, Kirsch is going to pick up uh, one of the great axes and kind of like, you see, it, it's probably a pretty heavy one. You see his muscles kind of like tugging at the fabric of his, he's got like a dress shirt on, I would imagine. His wife uh, dresses him very nice. And uh, he says, and um, you said these people really need us specifically, and we would we would be helping a lot of people, right? You would, yes. You would be helping You'd be helping a very large village, and a, a, a few surrounding ones as well. Re-establishing food lines and supplies, uh, a, a connection to the outside world. It would be doing literally a world of good. I mean, guys, this... I mean, it's not too much different from my volunteer firefighter work and stuff like that. So, um, I mean... I think I would feel really, really bad if I said no, and if I can help people by hurting not but, good people. But Kirsch, did you see the gi- oh, uh, did you see the giant numbers on the graph? Of course you didn't, because I covered your eyes. I did not, but uh, I mean, I've got Lathander on my side, and you're my buddy, and you're coming with, right? 
there's some pretty big numbers and you should be afraid of them. You should probably just stay home for this one. Oh, I'm always yeah, afraid of couple, numbers, but I'm ready to go. There's a couple of square roots up there. Some big ones. Well, that's and fine. I don't know exactly what that means in context to this, but there's probably a few. Neil kind of slightly fist bumps rock, Roki. I'll, uh, that's, that's fine. I'll do what I normally do and take a picture of it and send it to my wife and she'll, <laughs> she'll help. Kirsch, uh, the only issue with that is this is a very confidential mission. Oh. You can't send your wife anything about this. I've got a calculator on my phone. I'm pretty good at math. I'll look out for you, Kirsch. Thank yeah. He, he's going to help. He'll be the brains, and I'll, I'll I'll be the muscle. That might work, yeah. Oh, hey, um, Mr. Neal, I think I got something here for you. Uh, hold on. And he opens up, uh, Roki opens up his chest, and uh, a pair of leather gloves pops out and says, Okay, so these, these gloves here, they're going to hit you a little bit of extra force when you punch them. So they're gonna do. Uh, they're gonna be gauntlets that do an extra one d six of force damage. Can I get a astral pattern painted on these? Just first oh, yeah. every time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And uh, hold on. Uh, let me just crack this open here. And he, uh, you see some cans of spray paint come out, and uh, just little stars get burst on there. Uh, I think these will do. These look pretty. Uh, Pretty cool, if I do say so myself. That's a Roki original. You can't sell it on eBay, probably. Uh, boss, I'm I'm guessing you're a Scorpio. Who told you that I was part Scorpion? Because they lied to you. No, I am no part. I am zero percent Scorpion. Oh, yeah, he looks like a normal guy. No, he he must be a Leo then. This fucking personality. Um, but Neil. Um, I mean, if you think about it, it sounds like if other people could help, they probably already sent them there. And I feel like this is this is really kind of important. And I feel like even if the numbers are really big, we can punch them. Right? Punch the numbers. And Neil looks at Tobias. <laughs> As Tobias seems to be the only other rational person in the room that he can think of. Well, you got anything to say, buddy? Oh, shit. I was unmuted, and then I muted myself. Uh, what a Chad. I know. Nailed it. Such a Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a Chad Bonovich. That, that kind of Chad. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, Tomias, uh, just looks back and, and that, that same, like, deeper voice just says, no. Neil, I really think this is the right thing to do, and you know, I'm, I I consider you, you know, my best friend and all, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just do this whether or not you come, okay? Because people people need me, and that's that's the kind of thing I do. That's why I'm in this line of work, and I know it's not working from home, 
but maybe we'll just go get it done real fast, okay? We could just punch him real hard. Neil covers Kirsch's ears and looks at everyone in the room and says, If anything happens to Kirsch, I will kill everyone in this room. Understood? You could try. We won't be, we'll, we'll make sure that we probably be dead, out. too. We'll uh, uh, notify your next of kin and make sure they receive the pay. I'm I'm sorry, boss, but could you speak up there? Said you could try, but you'll probably be dead too. Well, we're both going down then. And then he uncovers Kirsch's ears. So we're good. We're good to go. Yes, Kirsch, we're good to go. Hell yeah! And he holds out his fist for a fist bump. And uh, sorry, Neil looks to uh, Father Woods and says, "Hey, uh, Father Woods, uh, where is Sister Swamp's office?" Still holding out his fist for a fist bump. Uh, Roki immediately fist bumps you, uh, and Father Woods says, um, "Down the hole. Um, what? What is this? Nine three zero. She's at nine four five, opposite side." Neil walks at nine four five takes off his bow tie and vest and throws it on her desk and says, you're going to need this. And anything else? Can, am I just wearing the bow tie and vest? I Neil can pull it off. You know I and can. The door. <laughs> you know I can pull it off? You know I can pull it off. Neil joins everyone in the meeting room again. Well, if that's everything, everyone is square. We have some good weapons uh, um, and some good armor and everything. Any uh, questions? Kai, Kai is because um, the so like the letter jackets or like the letterman jackets. Like, are they just laid out like with the other stuff? Uh, yes, these are cold weather gear. Uh, so when you wear them, they negate any cold weather effects that you would encounter. Um, so they will block against any uh, any exhaustion that you would suffer from being in um, in blizzards and cold terrain or anything like that. Uh, however, if they do get wet, so long as you can get them dry within the hour, uh, if you can't get them dry within the hour, they can. Uh, you would suffer from uh, levels of exhaustion. What color are they in? Um, mostly browns and blues, uh, navies, and uh, earth tones. Uh, they okay. have a uh, a gray and white uh, fur trim around the uh, around the hood. Okay, yeah. So, um, uh, these um these uh, Letterman jackets. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. They, this is not my style. Uh, is there any way that we can perhaps, uh, adjust the, my very dashing armor to be a little bit bigger and I just put this on there? Oh, yeah, of course, we can, uh, we can do that, I mean, it's still gonna be, it'd be better if it's on top. But no. we can, we can adjust, we can, you know... We got some long johns here as well. You can hold on to them. Oh, look, hey, 
<laughs> I I understand what you're saying, but um, the only way I'm going to be caught wearing these is if I'm going to be dead, and that's only because you can take off the outer layer and then see it. No. I, I, I'll stick with the all black. I mean, we have an all black set as well. I mean, you just, you can't see a cool team logo on there as easily. Ah, even better. Okay, I take those. And with a, with a response of being able to, like, get all black without the logo, um, Kyan's going to reach into his pocket, and he's going to affix a mask over his eyes, and it looks like just a bandana over the eyes, except that there are holes that where his eyes can see through. And goes, <laughs> very well, I guess I'm in. Oh, before you go, and he gets a, uh, a stamp, and he puts a grackle on the side of it. You guys have said grackle before, right? Obviously. Yeah, that's that's a kind of bird, I think, right? Yeah. Neil's at the right whiteboard in front of the room, just writing. Okay, yeah, we'll get them grackles on there for you. Got a good feeling about this, guys. Uh, I think I think we're gonna do real good stuff. I think we're gonna help a lot of people. I believe in us, guys. Keep that spirit. I believe in you too. We're gonna. We're gonna punch some numbers. You yeah. punch those numbers, buddy. That's uh, the plan. Jedi said, buddy. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and Neil finishes his writing on the board and it says Winter vacation. Snow drifting through the rapids. To Helen we go. Oh, vacation? So, like, should I get the kids? Is this like a thing that they could come on? Too, like... No, this is not a vac- this is not a vacation. Oh, we'll, we'll get you down to the garage and make sure that everything is secure. And uh... Kirsch is a haiku. Oh, oh yeah, with the lines and it's <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see it now. With Neil saying haiku, uh, Kyan will just respond. Uh, bless you. <laughs> Oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> oh. He needed the potion. He needed it. Oh, no. I am physically out of my chair, giving a flourish with my hand and giving a bow. <laughs> I absolutely I'm, love it. I'm upset with you. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, as always. Uh, Thank you guys for coming and playing tonight. Uh, do we have anything to plug? Any uh, any YouTubes? Any Tumblers? Uh, well, Patreons. As, as usual, I'm pitching or plugging my friend's Twitch channel, uh, Titus T Y T H I S. Uh, recently, he did a well. He started a playthrough of Assassin's Creed game, and uh, tonight he did it in full Viking attire. Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. Ooh. Uh, I think the stream. I, I forget which time they start. I think it's like 6 or 8 p.m. Alaskan time. Alaskan time. Alaskan time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. He lives in Alaska. Cold Dude has been just plugging our. Uh, no wonder, no wonder he's in Viking attire. That's like his Tuesday best. So there's like one, there's like there's like one good person in Alaska now. Yes. 
He is the most pure-hearted boy you will ever meet. Oh. Um, never mind. I don't have anything to play. Get your, <laughs> get your. No, I do. I'm sorry. Redact that. Get your flu shots, everybody. That time of year that again. Is a, that is a very good thing to plug. Doctors will plug you with flu shot. I should probably get a flu shot. Doctor, get a flu shot. shot. Okay. Let's see, then we have fishing after five. That's our friend Kyler's YouTube. Uh, always a, a really cool YouTube to follow and everything. Oh, it's a fun uh, watch. Oh yeah, it's um, uh, the freshest watch. Somebody <laughs> say. <laughs> oh god, I can't wait to get back to that storyline. Let's see what else we got. We got uh, our social media here. Uh, you can find us on the Facebook uh, with the Facebook. You can find us on the Facebook and a Facebook page. All right, already. That was. <laughs> Ermano, you're showing off our age. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> I'm not trying to. It just came out. It was like, ah, the Facebook. You're... And I was like, oh, okay, I can lean into my Jewish grandma a little bit there. <laughs> I was about to say that half of you was really coming out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we, got, we got the Facebook page. I'm pretty sure we got the Twitter. I'm, I think one day. Well, I thought, we may need to make a new Tumblr. Twitter because our Twitter currently is. Uh, Crits and Grits 1, we should probably switch to Crits and Grits Official. Something like that, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Anything good? Any words of wisdom or advice other than get your flu shots? Uh, email us so we can improve. Critsandgrits at gmail.com Yes, please or, or email just, us. Or email for, like, uh, character questions or something. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I would love some character questions. I will absolutely I will answer. answer emails as Kirsch. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, can I we like do? That. Can we start uh, doing I, like a post-episode session where we answer questions in our character voices? Sure. Yeah, if we, uh, we get questions, questions, sure. Yeah, verbal, verbal. I can do in text. It's just gonna look really stupid because it'll just be me typing in the mindset behind Tamias. And not being able to be like, and in an angry dude's voice, he would say. <laughs> All right, yeah. so if we start getting character questions uh, at the end of the episode, we'll uh, pick maybe, what, three questions, two questions, one question? I don't know. Well, we'll see. At, if the, we get any questions. Well, if we get yeah. one, we'll do it. Yeah. yeah well, we'll as, do it. as the player, <laughs> Andrew, I am very much looking forward to that and would love to answer your questions. Uh, as uh, Kyan, as Kyan Bota, I don't know if he has the capability to answer questions. That makes it even um, better. He will respond. <laughs> if this but... plug gets even one question, we'll answer it. <laughs> like absolute mad lads. <laughs> We're going to get a fucking ridiculous question, and it will be the only question, and we'll have to answer it. <laughs> Hell like, yeah, just, brother. Just leave it to Kirsch. Just leave like, it to Kirsch. Hey, uh, Mighty Grackles, what's your stance on butt play? Please hey. don't even. That's the one question I can We're bringing the next toys back to the podcast. Kirsch would definitely uh, think that that's something in football where you just like back up before you throw the ball or something. <laughs> But just stick your butt out while you do it, I guess. True. Okay. Yeah, butt play is a legitimate <laughs> soccer move where you, you hit the ball with your backside. That's yeah, true. Like they're all kind of like, I mean, with the football players set or whatever, they're all sticking their butts out. So Kirsch would be like, yes, this is this is what this is. 
This this is the butt play. I've this is what this is. Yes. We're this taking is it back. We're, we're reclaiming butt play for soccer. Get us out of here. I'm I'm done. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh, no, Thank you so much. Thank you for Bye. listening. Good night.